Welcome to the Student Ministry Matters podcast. We want to encourage, equip, and connect those with a passion to impact the next generation for Jesus Christ. Student ministry can be a lonely place. You might even feel like you're the only one in your church or community that cares about students. Well, know this, you're not alone. People all across the country are engaging Gen Z and care deeply about the spiritual direction of these young men and women. Whether you're full-time, part-time, bivocational, or volunteer, if you have a heart for students, this is the place for you. Welcome again to the Student Ministry Matters podcast. On today's podcast, we're sharing part two of our conversation with Heidi Sorrells. But before we get to that, let me just say thank you to our podcast partners, Central Baptist College of Conway, Arkansas. Central Baptist College is engaging, inspiring, and challenging. It is a great place for you to send your students to. Have them check it out at cbc.edu. Now, you may want to finish up a degree yourself. You can do that through their PACE program. Again, you can find out more information at cbc.edu. As I mentioned before, we're going to share the second half of our conversation with Heidi Sorrells. Heidi is the Director of Student Ministries at South City Church in Little Rock, Arkansas, and is also the Pastor Advocate for the Baptist Missionary Association of America Missions Office and their Healthy Church Solutions Initiative. Now, in our conversation that we're sharing today, Chris and I talk with Heidi specifically about being a woman in student ministry. Heidi shares some great things. So let's listen together today. Well, Heidi, um, you know, we've talked about, you know, we've talked about your past um, to a degree, and we've talked about where you're at, uh, but you bring a unique perspective to to student ministry in that you are a woman serving in, in student ministry in a, in a group of churches where that's not always the case. Uh, there are many that serve in a volunteer basis, some that are part-time. So let me ask this question. What do you see as some of the big challenges for women in student ministry and ministry in general? Yeah, Dan, that's a great question. I think one of the biggest challenges is it can be just a little bit lonely sometimes. I mean, just to be real, you may not feel it so much within the setting of your, your own church, but once you get into some, maybe some larger circles, you might even find yourself the only female in the room. Um, so it's something that you have to get used to and kind of go into with um, just this very humble attitude and this feeling of just really being honored to be in the ranks and be someone that is just doing what God has laid on your life to do. I, w- I would say that, and, and, and a remedy to that would be if you are a woman in student ministry, um, you you need to get a mentor. You need to get a godly woman mentor, and that may not be someone in student ministry, and that is okay. It doesn't need to be, but you need to have an older woman that can be speaking into your life and can be mentoring you along. And that can be tough. You might have to ask some people. You might have to ask 10 people before you get a yes, but but that's such a, a good thing to have in your life. You, you need that. Um, I think another thing would just be, um, we were talking about this before the podcast started, but just some of the verbiage that you run into is just geared toward male leadership in student ministry. And, and that's, and that is okay. And that is fine and understandable. Um, but sometimes you just have to, to come to a space, like maybe even a podcast where typically, um, you'd hear a lot of, you know, the he pronoun and just the term pastor, things like that. And you come to it knowing there might not be everything for me. Everything here might not be for me, but 
I can learn something from this space too. And I'm invited to this space. So I would just say that those might be the two things, but I mean, I've always been welcomed into any circle or any group or anything um, that we've done with our association. So I've never been made to feel unwelcome. So as a woman, I would say, if you are feeling weird inside, you got to push through that. You know, you just got to push through that and it gets easier. Just keep walking into those spaces. I know one time I was at um, a citywide prayer meeting for, um, for church leaders um, and it really ended up being almost, you know, all pastors and there were just three women in the room. I mean, at first when I got there, I, I was the only woman in the room. And so, you know, this was Little Rock, like larger Little Rock area, um, lots, lots of men. And, you know, I almost thought, yike, maybe I need to, maybe I need to go, you know, maybe I shouldn't stay. But nobody made me feel unwelcome at all. It wasn't like that. I just, I just noticed, you know, you notice if you're the only woman in the room. But I'm glad I stayed. And these other two ladies that that came in were great. They're in different ministries now. Um, one leads a ministry um, called Dwell, and the other is in charge of Path Ministry um, against human trafficking here in Little Rock. And so it was really great to make the connection with those women and be able to go into a prayer circle with them. And I've always seen that God. God brings the people, God brings the people that you need at the right moment to, you know, be an encouragement. And, um, I've certainly had a lot of males in, in student ministry that have encouraged me as well, just spoken into my life or I've, I've listened to their sermon and been encouraged or, um, just in the way that they've welcomed me to the table. Um, so that's, that's what I'd answer to that question. Well, Heidi, I know that your role as pastor advocate for the BMA of America, that puts you in a space where you are with men. Um, I know that uh, Zoom call that I'm on a pastor's cohort with you and with Larry Barker and some other and several other pastors, there's all these goofy looking men and there's Heidi. And so um, I, I just, I admire you for, for not turning away from those opportunities. Uh, to be able to speak and be able to share and to be able to serve. Um, because yes, I, I could see where it would be real easy for you to have left that prayer meeting thinking, okay, uh, this is not my space. I don't need to be here. And so I, I know that many of our uh, volunteers, many of our, our, our student ministry workers throughout the state and beyond are, are women. They're either volunteers. Uh, some are actually paid part-time part of the staff, or they may be in a full-time in, in, in kind of rare situations. They're the, the full-time student ministry worker. And so I am, um, I, I just wanted to, to ask you those questions because, you know, I, I don't know the challenges that you face and they're, they're real. They're, they're things that you do. And you didn't mention kind of old mindsets and other uh, things that can pop up, but I appreciate you sharing those challenges. The flip side of the challenges are, of course, the advantages or the benefits of you being a woman in student ministry. I believe that there are some things that you carry and bring to the table that are helpful because because of you being a woman. What, what are some of those? Yeah, that's a great question to you, Dan. And I think entering into this arena early on, I, I was a little bit worried about that and not sure what, what would happen. And I've just seen God um, use the way that he's designed me just to be 
be an asset to the ministry. So, you know, I, I really do think that that if if a woman is in leadership in student ministry, that there's something really neat about them just being designed to be a nurturer. So, you know, women just tend to be more more nurturing. Um, so I'm not saying they're a better fit in student ministry, but if you do have a woman in student ministry, um, they are going to bring that that mothering, nurturing part of their design to it. They can't help but not. And um, there are some great benefits from from that. Um, you know, I think also many women can be, you know, super creative and um, we're the ones on Pinterest or the ones with the circuit cutters, right? Like, <laughs> Um, hey, now, be- wait, wait, I'm going to jump in. I'm going to jump in here. I've got Pinterest on my phone. Okay? I believe that you do, Chris. I believe that you do. Do you, Dan? All right. No. See? <laughs> Dang, I probably just lost some man points. No, you didn't lose man points. My, my brother actually pointed me to Pinterest because he said there's all this cool cake making stuff. <laughs> so as he made birthday cakes for his kids, he's like, check it out. It's manly. It's real. And so I was like, okay. You're on Pinterest, right? Whatever. Yes. <laughs> but <laughs> I interrupted. I'm sorry, but I just needed to put that in there. Like, listen, I I got some creativity. I got to oh, steal yeah. it from others, but I got it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I believe that you do. And hear me. I'm not saying that women are more creative than, than men, for sure. I'm just saying some of us get kind of obsessed about being creative. And we will go to great lengths to bring out the, the glitter and the ribbon and all those fun oh. things. There we go. There we go. Um, and then I think that women, if they're in ministry, I, I've I've seen this in some of the circles that I've walked. They can tend to be, they can tend to lean more toward compassion sometimes than um, than the than the male counterpart. Um, I think women are less likely to see red and anger. And that might not be the case all the way across the board. I'm not saying that that's a given, but um, sometimes women can bring a level of compassion and a layer of compassion to situations through their perspective, which can be helpful, whether that's with um, a situation at the church or whether that's just in a moment with a student that's being ridiculous. I think you see, you know, you see women typically, and correct me if I'm wrong on this, but I think you typically see women leading children's ministries a lot more than student ministry. But, but I think right. a lot, a lot of women lead children's ministry, and, my, and what, from what I've seen, more women than men lead children's ministries. No, you're you're right on that. It's an inter- it's and it's a it's an observation that I think most people would nod their heads at. But it, it's an interesting one. It, it's like, yeah, like, and then it kind of makes you think, why is that? Why, why do we nod our heads at that? And and then sometimes tilt our heads at women in student ministry. Right, right. And I think, too, you just see that in, in, in the school, you know, there, there are more female teachers in general than there are male teachers. And, and so it's not, you know, it's, it's not to say that that one's better than the other, but I think there there is a place for for women to lead in student ministry, um, especially Absolutely. if there's not a man to fill the role and someone needs to step mm-hmm. in and do it. Absolutely. I'd also say too, you know, um, like in Iran, um, the underground church movement was really begun largely by women, and so that's just you know it's interesting when you look at some of these other countries. Um, you know, there are places in the world that only women have access to minister to to other women or, or children. And sometimes that can start a movement. And so we know that right now that's 
one of the largest, fastest growing evangelical movements in the world right now in Iran. Well, I wanted to ask that question. I know that for many, especially very young women uh, who are, are being told that there's no difference between a man and a woman, that they're essentially the same. We know that there is there's a difference. God created us differently. And so you bring different things to the table than me and Chris. You know, it doesn't devalue either one of us um, with just this understanding that God has created us differently. And so there are some, there are definitely challenges that you face, but I think there are advantages um, as well. Do you have any, anything else you'd add to that area? Yeah. I mean, I I would just also give a shout out to women that might be called to student ministry later in life um, because being a mom of a variety of ages in our household, especially having teenagers, um, it really gives you a special awareness, not just leading students, knowing the many of the struggles that they're facing, but also just having that parent perspective. So, you know, really one of the, the benefits is having that parent perspective. I know, for example, I've seen, you know, I've seen sometimes maybe a younger pastor might not have that parent perspective. And so to them, it's not important to stick to the designated time frame for student ministry on a Wednesday night. Maybe they, they don't, they don't think like that, but for, you know, that's just a good example because as a parent, you can also, you also know that it's important to have this real life application to the family that there's still homework to do when the student gets home on Wednesday night and there's showers to be taken and they probably need to clean up their room and maybe feed their dogs. And so there's still all these other family things that needs that need to be juggled. And I think coming into student ministry later on as a woman or as a man is not a bad thing. You you bring to it a parent perspective often, which is a very, very cool perspective to bring to it. I, I can't tell you how many times that that has been such a benefit in my interaction with other parents and just in understanding the students that are in my ministry itself. Well, that's great, Heidi. Thank you so much for sharing those things. Um, let me let me ask you this one. If you were talking with a group of young women, maybe a group of, of students at Central Baptist College or at Washita Baptist University, something like that, who are considering serving in student ministry, what are some words of advice you might have for them? Yeah, that's that's a great question. I think that the, something that I mentioned earlier is really important to have have a mentor. So have a have a woman mentor, a godly woman mentor that you can meet with one on one and kind of process some of this with, because you do need that. You need someone to process things with, um, and that may take you asking someone, and that that's uncomfortable and that's scary, but it's so it's so worth it. I think that. If you are in ministry itself and you're, you're trying out, I, I, I think it's good to try out, try out being on a team first before you step into leadership. That's always good advice. Caleb started out in the tent. Like we start, we start somewhere small and then God gives us more and more responsibility. So if you're called, you're feeling called to something, start small, be humble and wait for the opportunities to come and God will bring them. Um, I think that something I've experienced firsthand in my life for sure. And I've seen it, I've seen it in the lives of other people. I think that you have to have a sense of humor <laughs> and be, um, be willing to be authentic 
and confess if you mess up. So that's all something that you can start to do even before you're in a leadership capacity. But I mean, once you are, you definitely, you definitely want to exhibit those things. It's going to make you real to your students, to your parents. Um, it's going to, it's going to keep you humble and it's going to keep you right before the Lord. I think you want to um, be modest. So it's something that um, as a woman that we want to commit to and make a reality in, in our life, whether we're um, just on a team or whether we're the leader. And then just being careful to take care of our body. If you find yourself stressing out about everything, that's going to affect you physically, emotionally, and spiritually. So um, I think it's good for someone that's in college that's considering stepping into ministry leadership to already have an awareness of these some of these real things that when you're on the ground in ministry, you can get very stressed and you can get very overwhelmed and there is a danger of burnout. So it's not a bad thing to start thinking about those things ahead of time and learning some healthy rhythms and practices to be prepared when those things hit. Model tithing. So even in student ministry, it's great to encourage and teach students about tithing. They're not too young to begin to tithe. And so as a leader considering someone considering stepping into student ministry, you know, make sure that being obedient to the Lord as a cheerful giver um, and serving. And I'll just say that if you, you know, if you are in ministry or not, I'd also add that having a mini prayer retreat about every six weeks can be a tremendous way to get focused and to really hear from the Lord. And so, you know, for me, that's very hard to do with all the different hats that I wear. Um, so that might look like two hours on a certain morning. Maybe I could I go to the park and just try to get quiet and have my Bible and my journal out and really try to hear from the Lord. But you have to create those moments where you you pull away and you're intentional intentional about not just hearing from the Lord but doing some prayerful planning. So um, you know, for me, I use that for for my ministry work, but I mean, I also. I have to hear from the Lord as an individual and as a parent, um, discipling my own children. So um, that's really important. And definitely having your own time in the word and being filled up in the word. I mean, that seems like a given, but you're not going to be effective pouring into anybody else if you're not getting filled up yourself. And I think when you're passionate about being a leader in ministry, sometimes you go to everything thinking, oh, this is the thing for that person, or this is the thing my students need, or this is the thing for that friend that's struggling. But I mean, when we, when we start to read the word and respond that way first, I mean, I always have to remind myself to back up and go, okay, but how can I apply this to, to my life and my heart first? And yeah, this might be great for that person, but right now this is my time with the Lord and, and I need to hear from him and he's got something to say to me and I'm not done yet. I'm still I'm still in my discipleship process and in my pathway too. So I think that's a biggie. Don't perform, don't compare and check your pride at the door. Those are those are some biggies too. Then I'll just go back to if if you are in, in ministry and you're you're leading um, as a woman, you have to you have to know that it's not all on you. So you really have to equip a team. That's super important. And I think this would this would go for guys too. I mean, you might be out there leading a ministry all on your own. And and I just want you to hear like that that's not God's heart for you. 
that you carry the burden of that, that whole ministry on your own. Build a team. And if you don't know where to start, start with parents. I mean, parents are usually more than happy to, to step up and help, especially if it's something that um, includes their students. So recruit them to help on your team if you need leaders. And just know that students really do need a variety of ages pouring into their life. They need other ages. If you're a, a young leader, you need to get some old people helping you <laughs> helping you out. If you're an old person like me, you need to get some younger people coming in and helping helping you out. And you want to have a representation for these students of what godly marriages look like, but also what godly singleness looks like. So make sure you're representing that single, godly single demographic as well in your groups. If you have children in student ministry like I do, you can lead them. Just be sure to set some boundaries. Um, it's always it's always like a talk beforehand to go, okay, you're about to come into my into my ministry circle here, and I am so excited, but I'm not really going to be your mom in this group. Like we're going to have an understanding that I'm not your mom in this group, and you're not my my child in this group. That I'm I'm this the student ministry leader, and in your um, a child of God, and I'm gonna I'm gonna treat you exactly the same as all the other students, and that's really important. Like I had to I had to formulate this plan early on with my kiddos, and and it works. And so just know, God will guide you through that and lead you through that. You can lead your own student in your student ministry. Do not treat them like your kid, though. You need to treat them just like everybody else. I would also say, um, be careful um, about making assumptions. So this would be across the board really for anybody in ministry, but don't make assumptions about your family, your students, your leaders. I mean, assumptions even like that your students are praying or they're in the word or your leaders are praying or they're in the word. I think assumptions can be really deadly in our ministries and give Satan an inroad. So it's about teaching and equipping over and over, saying the same things, tell your blue in the face, don't get tired, don't get weary of saying those godly truths over and over and teaching them over and over the basic disciplines of godliness and model that yourself. And I think that's really important. Um, and pray, 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 pray. Like God is so faithful to hear our prayers and to provide what's needed. I have so many more, but but those are those are just a few of the things that I would say to someone either thinking about starting out in ministry leadership or if they're already in it at the moment and just not sure how they're feeling about it or sure sure how to set some boundaries. Those are some things I'd say. You've shared a number of things. And as I'm listening, I'm going, okay, well, we could do a podcast on that and a podcast on this one, um, especially having your own children in your own student ministry. Uh, there are a lot of, lot of guys that are on the verge of that or have maybe you're in the middle of it. And it is a challenge. Um, I, I survived with both of my kids and they survived in it. Um, but it, it's definitely, yeah. definitely some challenges. What I love about what you shared is there were a few times that you didn't mention as a woman, but most of the advice that you shared could be applied to guys or girls. And yeah. it's just important for us to, there's a, so many of the things that you mentioned are just important for us to to embrace and to make a part of who we are. Think about being willing to laugh at yourself and just being, yeah. being ready to grow in your relationship with God and to keep growing. Um, 
So vital. So vital. Chris, what would you add or questions you might have for, for Heidi? Yes, Dan, I do have some questions for Heidi and Heidi, it's really not questions as much as it is. There, there are a couple of um, advantages and at least one disadvantage that you did not mention whenever you were making that list. All right. Uh, the, the two advantages is this, you're never, as a woman in student ministry, you're never going to um, have anybody say anything about you having long hair, nothing. Like there's no, no, <laughs> nothing's going to be said about that. I would never and then the other, that. I would yeah, never the other, that. the other advantage, the other advantage that you have is um, that you're never going to have anybody uh, say anything about you wearing pink. Right. Like when I try to wear pink, doesn't work. Right. People say stuff. You get Chris, grief. don't wear that. You get grief. I get grief. Right. Yeah. But then the other dis- or the, the uh, disadvantage um, is for, for you, like you've already admitted, you make pretty good chocolate chip cookies, cinnamon rolls. And this kind of falls into that whole nurturing side of things for you. Um, that, so that means that there's an expectation within your student ministry uh, and your students that that you're going to make goodies for them kind of sometimes. And I, I bet that you do that. And I, I don't even know how regular it is, but here's the thing. I never get asked to make any kind of cookies, right? I just go to Walmart and buy Oreos and that's it. Yeah. That's it. So hey, anyway, I'll that though, I've got some leaders in my, in my ministry that are just so forthcoming with their treats that honestly, I just, I just accept that grace and step back and, Usually, just implement with Oreos as well. It's the way to go, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that's good. That's good. Yeah. Hey, now, hey. On a serious note, just to echo what Dan said, uh, you gave such a good list that can be applied to um, to all of our listeners out there. So, thank you for that. Uh, I know that there's a lot more that you could say, but uh, you know, you, we're just going to have to have you back on in the future to uh, to talk through some more things as well. But thank you for for being so so open and honest and uh, for giving us such good content. Heidi, uh, I just want to say thanks for for being on the podcast with us. Um, is there any final words that you might have for our listeners? Yeah, I would just add, you know, this is a biggie and I didn't mention it before, so I feel like I need to say it. And again, this could apply to a guy or a girl in leadership, but be so careful not to put your ministry above your family or your students above your own children. So that can be that can be tough because you know um as ministry leaders yourselves, that there's always such a pull, right? There's always such a pull on you in, in ministry. And um, it's often from such a good desire to to just nurture and encourage and, and love on. Um, but the priority has to be God first and your family mission field second and then students third. So you got to get that order correct or everything's going to be messed up. Everything's going to be messed up. And then last, just to speak honorably about your church leadership and just model to your students to, to and leaders to speak um, biblically to people and not about people. I think those are two two huge keys. Um, and you know, I don't know if women struggle with that more. Um, I think I think maybe women could tend to be more of, of a gossiper type nature maybe than men. So I think that's a key to remember to stay humble, um, be able to submit to leadership and speak honorably about your church leadership all, all the time. If someone wanted to find out more information about Healthy Church Solutions that you're involved with or about South City Church, 
um, or just your ministry in general, what's the best way for them to get a hold of you? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you could reach me at H Sorrels, two R's, two L's at southcity.org, or you could also reach me at info at healthychurchsolutions.org. Um, you know, at healthychurchsolutions.org, we have um, free resources for ministry leaders. And so we, um, we want to make that available to um, even women that are in a ministry position that might need some help with um, building teams or encouragement or some kind of system training or different things like that. So um, you can check us out. And we also have the Healthy Church podcast. If you haven't listened to that podcast, it's also a great one. So those are some ways you can stay in touch. And I'd be happy to answer any questions you have if you're a woman in student ministry and you just wanted to reach out. I'd be glad to have a conversation with you. Well, and the reason I wanted you to to offer that is because you mentioned yourself there there you need a mentor and i'm sure that there are some young ladies out there that are that are asking some questions now and just need to to navigate some of those steps as they move forward well again heidi thank you so much for being on the podcast and listeners thank you for joining us as we have talked about student ministry um, we are so thankful for you we're thankful for these opportunities that we have to as we move forward, as we care about students and as we, we love on them, uh, we do all these things because student ministry matters. Thanks for listening to the Student Ministry Matters podcast. Get connected at studentministrymatters.com or follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Student Ministry Matters. Until next time, keep up the great work with your students because the work matters.